0: love talk radio hi everybody this is uh, silvio canto in dallas uh, texas on thursday august the 10th and welcome to our commentary the heat the excessive heat continues here in north texas i don't know how much longer it's going to last i think I think they're saying by the middle of next week, we'll come back to some normal temperatures, but it is hot. It is really hot. It's been over 100 degrees just about every day. And, you know, the last time that I recall something like that was 2011 when it was hot, I think, for or over 100 for, for several weeks. So we've been there before. We've been there before, but still, it's not easy to uh, not easy to get used to. Well, I've got a post over at the American Thinker today, Thursday morning. You can check it over at the American Thinker, uh, dot com website, or you can check it uh, on my blog. I always repost uh, my American Thinker posts on my blog for some of the friends of mine and followers who don't uh, check American Thinker. And it's a post about the cancel culture. I'm sure you're all familiar with the cancel culture, which is one of the most horrific things happening in the United States, and it's happening a great deal in colleges. And I'm talking here about Washington and Lee University. This is a, a university, I believe, in Virginia, named after George Washington, of course, President Washington, and Robert E. Lee, who was the, the Confederate general uh, from the Civil War. Why exactly they named the university, or when, I should say when, They named uh, the university after Washington and Lee, I'm not sure. It probably happened uh, in the second half of the 19th century, maybe at the beginning of the 20th century, but that university has been there for a long time, Washington and Lee. And the university leadership decided to eliminate a uh, monument that they had, and it's Robert E. Lee's horse. There's a reference in one of the monuments to Robert E. Lee's horse. His horse was named Traveler. And, you know, he was, uh, from what I've seen in some of the images and so on, a very pretty horse that Robert E. Lee had. You know, a lot of generals like to have, you know, pretty, pretty horses. I guess like a lot of people like to drive fancy cars today. And Traveler became kind of uh, synonymous with Robert E. Lee. And Robert E. Lee passed away, I believe in 1871 and not too much later. Uh, Traveller passed away, and you know they have a little memory of Ro- of robert e lee 's horse there at uh, somewhere on Washington and Lee University. so they decided to eliminate the cancel mentality, decided to eliminate traveler from the campus uh, wherever they were holding on to this before uh, they, they decided to eliminate this reference to traveler because they want to do away with any references. Uh, to the confederacy and uh, it's created a lot of controversy of course in the campus why wouldn't it i mean we're talking about a horse <laughs> it's crazy what's happening with this cancel culture but anyway check out my post it's over at the american thinker i'll i go into a little bit more detail as to what's going on and one of the things that i mention in my in my post is that i'm beginning to fear that other horses maybe go down uh with the cancel culture like maybe the lone ranger you remember that white stallion that he has the silver maybe they're going to bring him down too you never know but this is the problem with the cancel culture that it becomes after a while it just becomes crazy and uh destructive that's what it is you know you would you think of all the problems that we have in the country you would think that a a statue a reference to traveler uh robert e lee's horse would be the least significant problem that the country has. But of course, you know, that's what happens with this crazy cancel culture. They, they don't know what to stop. You know, they take one step, they cancel something, and they got to cancel another one because they never run out of things that I guess they uh, get angry about. So check out my post over at The American Thinker. By the way, speaking of posts, I'm going to have one on Friday morning talking about the, the Biden family and money. The Biden family likes money. And uh, it's getting more and more difficult, I think, for President Biden to say that he didn't do or he didn't know anything or he wasn't doing business with his son. We understand that he was not directly doing business with his son, but there's no question that he was uh, a part of the deal. I mean, when your son is doing a business deal and your son has no experience in anything whatsoever. And the vice president of the United States checks in 20 different times in the business meetings. I guess he was checking in to say hello. Uh, that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. Uh, at the very least, you have to ask yourself, you know, how smart is Joe Biden? Why would he expose himself to something like that? I mean, one of the things that, you know, politicians always protect is having problems with their family, because there are people, of course, in your family who try to take advantage of the name. And over the years, politicians have been very, very cautious about that. So the idea that Joe Biden would show up 20 times in business conversations with his son, who doesn't have anything to offer. I mean, if you're going into business with with Hunter Biden, he, he has nothing to offer. He, he's a very, he's an empty suit. He's a man who has a lot of problems that we all know about. So there's only one reason why anybody would do business with Hunter Biden. And that's because of his last name. And there's only one reason why President or then Vice President Joe Biden would phone in 20 times. And that's to remind everybody that Hunter Biden's father is in fact uh, the Vice President of the United States. So it, it is really depressing to see The way this is being protected by the media, but I don't think they're going to be able to protect it too much longer. I think the evidence is going to eventually overwhelm everybody. And uh, as I mentioned yesterday, I don't think that Joe Biden is going to be the nominee of the Democrat Party next year. There's simply too much, too much, uh, too much of a cloud over him. And then, of course, you have the economy and other things uh, not going well for him at the moment. One of the craziest things going on in the country is what's happening in blue states and in blue cities uh, with respect to the migrant crisis. I saw the the mayor of New York City today on television basically saying that the president has to declare an emergency on the border because these people are going to uh, sanctuary cities in New York City, Chicago, Boston. And these cities are being overwhelmed. Why wouldn't be wouldn't they be overwhelmed? That's what happens when you bring in five, six, seven million people into the country without any kind of order, simply giving them a ticket that says, "We're going to see you in court in sometime in the future, sometimes three, four, five years into the future. So this is what happens. You have this kind of of chaos, and the blue cities are exploding. They don't have the money to handle all of this. They're not going to get any money from the federal government, by the way, because this House, the Republican House is not going to approve any money to go to these cities, uh, to take care of this problem. And the money's going to have to come from the local government or the state government, but many of these states are having money problems to begin with because, uh, you know, people are fleeing Illinois, they're fleeing New York and so on. So this is a, a, a hilarious crisis, uh, for people like me who remember we used to hear how terrible the Republicans were with respect to sanctuary cities. Well, now the migrants have gone into the sanctuary cities and all of a sudden Democrats are saying, well, no, we didn't know that sanctuary cities meant that people could come in. Well, that's what they mean, that people could come in. And uh, I saw the governor today and he says more people are going. More people are going. More buses are going uh, in that uh, in that direction. Another very interesting story that I saw today, which is fascinating, and that is that uh, Senator Joe Manchin says that he may quit the Democrat Party and become an independent. Now, I know why he's doing it. If he plans to run for re-election, he's not going to be re-elected as a Democrat in West Virginia. He barely made it the last time. That's that's because there was a third party that took some votes uh From the republican but this time around the republicans have a very popular and strong candidate who is the i think it's governor morrissey the governor and he's a very popular candidate and he's probably going to beat joe manchin so he's hope maybe thinking about running as an independent i don't know i'm not sure that it's really going to help him at this stage of his career now if he runs for president that's a different story that i think could be interesting if joe manchin Decided to run for president as an independent. That could really prove to be uh, an interesting challenge to, to more to the Democrats really uh, than to the to the Republican. Well, you know, when somebody turns ninety, I always think it's a good idea to say happy birthday or at least recognize that they've turned ninety. One of my favorite baseball players when I was a kid was a guy by the name of Rocky Colavito. He played with the Indians. He played with the Tigers. I think he may have played with the Yankees for just an, a season at the end of his career. He had a lot of power. He was a power hitter. He used to hit these majestic home runs, Rocky Calavito. And I remember my brother and I collected baseball cards like a lot of kids did. And we had his baseball card in our collection. And I used to love the name Rocky Colavito. I thought it was a great name, Rocky Calavito. And uh, so Rocky Calavito, who was born in the Bronx, on this day in 1933, turns 90 today, and I don't know what he's doing. He looks real good. I just saw a picture of him recently. He looks great for 90. But, man, I used to remember watching those home runs that he hit. Rocky Calavito, happy number 90. What else, what else can I say? Have a great day, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later.